We have Oklahoma State basketball tonight on the Blitz 1170. Pre-game coverage at 6, tip-off at 7 from Gallagher-Iba Arena. The Cowboys hosting UCF for the first time in Big 12 conference play. You guys think there's any hangover effect from Bedlam on Saturday? I I don't know. That's that's too much of a of a moment like that for them to not maybe feel it early off the top. Now, here's what I worry about with that. I know they've done a much better job as of late. Oh, look, Troy Aikman is on the television. Nice to have a radio interview with him <laughs> um, to promote his new beer line that's coming out. Eight, Elite Light Lager. Available. No shortcuts. At a retailer near you. <laughs> Um, the thing that worries me about with a little hangover effect with them is they had those stretches through the course of the season to where they just, they couldn't score. Their offense was so bad. They're, they're not good enough to overcome a, a lot of those. Now I'm not sitting here saying that UCF is, you know, this basketball juggernaut because they're not, but to your point with John yesterday, you just have a completely different feel about Central Florida because they have that win over Kansas. They have that win over Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma State doesn't really have a giant marquee victory this season like we've seen in other seasons, even when they've been about the same record-wise. So um, to, I guess to answer your question, yeah, I think you you probably have one off the top. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, you know, UCF is only one game better in the standings, but I know they beat Kansas, right? They beat a top 25 OU team. They beat a top 25 Texas Tech team. They went on the road and won at Texas. Like, their wins just seem like they're so much better that, that maybe it clouds just where they actually are. Uh, I, you know, they are the type of team that I don't think you want to fall behind. No. So a slow start wouldn't necessarily be ideal. You just want to give yourself a chance late against them, I think, and you're probably set up for success. But they've only the, the Texas game, by the way, is the only road game in the conference they've won. Is it okay? All their other wins have been at home. Okay, that makes That's right. that makes more sense. That's I just right. I looked because my question to John yesterday was, "Hey, man." It's I don't know. It's weird. Everyone else in Florida has been able to figure it out, at least through stretches. Like USF seems to be pretty good this year. More than likely going to make the tournament. Uh, Florida Atlantic makes a run and goes to the Final Four. Florida's won national championships in basketball. Florida State's had some really Florida good moments. Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast with Dunk, Dunk City, City. Which, by the way, was so much fun that year. <laughs> uh, Miami's made it. Like, the only team in Florida basketball-wise that really hasn't figured it out has been UCF, and I don't quite understand it. They have been to the tournament, let's see, twice since 2005. 2005 and 2019. That's that's it. And they've been D1 for long enough now where I, I would think that they – be able to figure a few things out. But even in the American, they were just another, hey, how about that? Maybe more famous for Taco Fall than probably anyone else in 
Michael Jordan, <laughs> man, Michael Jordan's kid. That that's it. In the Palm Tree Court. That that's it. That's about all they were famous for. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like you could trip over enough athletes in Florida to have more success than that, right? Yeah, and the arena's not bad. I called a uh, University of Tulsa women's game from that arena. It's it, it's a nice arena. They've got everything that's there. It's just they have not been able to get over the hump yet. Till they beat Kansas, and then, you know, that... That's the ultimate, hey, look at us. We've arrived. By the way, put that on my bragging montage. Oh, I know both of you guys are super jealous. I got to call a TU women's game from UCF. So, <laughs> Can we put that on the studio wall? Yeah, right under accomplishments. That's We're going to start having <laughs> accomplishment corners, and that's going to be one of them at the top here inside the studio. <laughs> Oh, gosh. As long as you put my considered buying throwing stars from KarateMart.com. <laughs> that was a good line how yesterday. Much, how much did you consider it? That was, a, that was a really good line. I, I, uh, I added them to the cart. Is that like uh, spatula? Ah, no. Is Karate Mart like spatula city back from... <laughs> Weird Al days, UHF, <laughs> filmed here in Tulsa. Uh, if anybody thinks I'm joking, I'm I'm not. You can go to KarateMart.com. I honestly thought that that was a made-up website. So Today is Weapons Wednesday, by the way. Shut up. Yes. Weapons Wednesday. They have a sword sale. They have a sword sale yes. today. Hey, you better get on it because it ends Friday at midnight. For the sword sale, 20% off swords all week. Never mind the 20%. Why don't you just throw in some throwing stars with every sword purchase? Well, I've already clicked on the tab that says Ninja Gear, so I can't wait to see what yeah. comes along with Ninja Accessories. <laughs> this they sounds sell- like if I came up with a website when I was 12. Mommy, Daddy, I'm going to open up a store called Ninja Accessories. <laughs> they sell blowguns, too. <sighs> Urban Ninja Gloves. Uh, Urban Ninja, ninja Armor. Ninja Utility Belt. The Ninja Utility Belt is one. I remember my uncle had these... Uh, you would slip your hands into these metal brackets and it had like a piece of Velcro that you would tighten up and strap it over the back of your hand and it had little metal claws. And so it, they were used to climb trees. He bought them from some ninja place and he used to try to climb <laughs> trees with those things. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed that, that those aren't included here on Ninja Accessories. Maybe I need to click on ninja equipment and go to the see. ninja weapons. That's where okay. I'm looking. Yeah. So would he give us a product endorsement? Yeah, here on... they here they are. Ninja hand claws. Right now, fourteen ninety five. That's exactly what he had. They're metal claws, fit right in the palm of your hands. That way you can scurry up a tree like you're a I don't know, a a, a feline. <laughs> 
Oh. I think he also had a grappling hook, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> no, I don't think so, but I do think he had a grappling oh, hook. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Is it sad that I kind of want to try that out? No, not at all, because if if these things were like 30, I might not buy them, but if they're 14.95, maybe I need these to get some limb work in at the house. <laughs> Climb up the tree with these. <laughs> Well, see, I I could add the other reaction, like, if they're only fourteen bucks, how well do they actually work? Yeah, that's that's probably the other thing too. Like, I might have a little more confidence in being able to use them if if I spent more money on them. I oh, guess. you know what else they have for fifty cents? They have the Ninja Diversion Bomb. So these will help create distractions or diversions during secret missions. Yes. It's a tinfoil bag filled with baking soda and an inner bag filled with vinegar. Squeeze and pop the inner pouch and the foil bag instantly swells. Oh, so it's it's just like th throwing the old powder bomb to sneak away, basically, is what this ninja bomb bag is. And then right next to it, they have the tripwire alarms. <laughs> oh, God. This is the greatest website I've ever been to, KarateMart.com. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's pretty spectacular. We need to have, like, a ninja day <laughs> where we do some sort of, like, ninja combine-type well, scenario. I, they have kind of a version of that because I know people, my uncle has also participated in this, in the parkour that is in the, <laughs> it's in the parks. I don't know if he still does it or not. Oh, please find out. I don't. I don't think that he does because I know he's had some back problems and some uh, some knee problems. So, but I do think that he had a a very high position on the Knights of the Round Table of whatever their parkour group was. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We could. Yeah, we could have like some throwing star competitions, the the climbing of the tree, some grapple hook. Yeah, I like it. There's plenty of uh, space here around town. We could go over to like we would have with the with the bomb. We could go over to like Mohawk Park, and I think we could get that done. And then when we're done, we could play a round of eighteen. <laughs> Put our ninja equipment away. Did you see? By I might the way, throw one of those bombs while I tee off, so nobody has to see how bad my shot is. Not uh, not necessarily saying that this guy was uh, ninja or even practiced the ancient art of ninjutsu, but uh, I believe our boy, Chief Saholic, pleaded guilty today. The Chiefs fan that was in the Wolf's outfit that robbed the bank here in Bixby, yeah, he, he pled guilty today. And wow. now, now he is getting ready. He's facing up to 50 years in prison. Do you want to hear from his attorney? Steve Braun passed this along, and wait till you hear from his attorney on the, oh, yeah, yeah. On, on the steps of the courthouse, and let's count the football puns that this guy works in. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing, and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. <laughs> but today... Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble 
and repentant and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Saholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chief's Kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you and God bless. <laughs> Is he defending Mother Teresa here? Do they know here, they or? lost? <laughs> I mean, similar to how McCall Hardman didn't realize he had caught the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, maybe this guy doesn't realize he just lost. This is the perfect attorney for that clown that robbed a bank in a, in a wolf's outfit that proclaimed himself the greatest chief fan ever. They're, they're an absolutely perfect match because it's, th it, he strikes me as the type to just went in there and just looked at the judge and was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But what I can do is we can, craft a, we can craft a clever statement to read because clearly the most important thing in your life is your chief's fandom, not the fact that you're getting ready to go to prison for 50 years for robbing banks in multiple states, you dummy. God, this is so, it's so good. It, it's painful. That's how good that is. Uh, I wish if I could Saul talk Goodman more. Saul Goodman were a football fan. <laughs> I wish more. I could talk more about this case because I actually know the individual that's representing one of the women that were involved in this case. I know the attorney. <laughs> I hit. I when 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 all of this is said and done, I I do maybe want to have him on as a guest and talk about the idiot that is one Chief Saholic. Yes. Talk about this. Yes. Yeah. One of the women that was involved in the in the bank robbery, I know the attorney that's representing her. So there's uh, there's that. Chief's a holic. I mean, he started off really hot. I mean, we had three football puns within about ten seconds, and then he petered out a little bit before he got to the. We just know that his knee never touched. <laughs> It's a shame that he's never going to be able to make an opening statement or a closing argument. I know. I, but maybe he'll take another opportunity after sentencing to drop more football puns on us in front of the steps of the courthouse <laughs> while there's trash blowing around in the background. I kept on waiting to say he's such a Chiefs fan, he's willing to gnaw his own leg off to break out of prison. <laughs> Uh, and he props to him because he did it with a straight face. He never broke character. There wasn't even a, a hesitation of a smile or anything on his face. So he's, he's pretty good at what he does. To hire this Fantastic. guy to, to represent us, make statements for us on the accomplishment corner Maybe that we're getting ready to have to our next, uh, our next open. Like the next time you build an open for the show? Oh yeah, no, oh, there's no doubt. We should we should get that guy to be a part of it. Yeah, there's there's some of From this. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing. <laughs> <laughs> How did 
did every Scott? How did every cameraman not laugh in that moment? I, w- I would have. You you would have heard me. Is there one camera person that has no sense of humor whatsoever? Because if that's me, I might be doubled over, like laughing at this guy while he's giving this ridiculous speech. No, your client was simply an idiot that wore a wolf's outfit to Ch- Kansas City Chiefs games and robbed a bank. So, no. And robbed multiple banks. The government has been blitzing. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> God. Just like Trent McDuffie on third and four. <laughs> yes. Yes. My gosh. Yeah, we're going to see if we can grant his release, much like it looks like Sneed's going to get his from Kansas City. (laughs) (laughs) Much like the Chiefs have released MVS. (laughs) You know what? It would be great on his part if every time there were Chiefs news, he somehow made like a statement about his client's ongoing battle and oh my gosh said chiefs news right he, he needs to take the oj approach where like oj is just so on another planet like oj still thinks that this that he's a version of oj wearing isotoner gloves and running through the airport on the hertz commercials like oj still views himself as that with all of his hello twitter world hello x world like this guy needs to take the exact same approach every right. single time i'm surprised he didn't reference the nfl poll that came out today that bashed the chiefs and the organization much like oh the what chief- poll was that oh uh, so the nfl pa yeah we can get into that for a bit uh, the NFLPA today, this is the second year that they've done this now. They take a player survey and release results on it for how they view each individual organization and how they treat players. So here are the categories. How the, how oh, the organization okay, okay. treats family, yeah. food, nutrition, training room and staff, locker room, team travel, head coach, and ownership. And we found out today yeah, I that... Saw, I saw the Cowboys report card on this, so yeah. So you know. uh, Clark Hunt got voted as the one of the worst owners from the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. We also found out that there are seven organizations that still make guys have roommates on the road. The Cowboys and Niners are one of those, by the way. And yeah, and by the way, here's the other funny thing, too. It's so funny the little things that you learn about these franchises. So, for instance, Tampa Bay made you room with a teammate. But if you are in your first four years, you basically can pay the organization to buy your own room. It's like 1300 bucks a road trip for you to be able to get your own <laughs> your own room if you play for Tampa Bay. It's crazy. That's hilarious. Chargers players complaining about the fact that they uh you have to pay for childcare for the Chargers like at the stadium. <laughs> yeah, there's all these weird things that are listed in some of these that that the teams end up complaining about. But yeah, the Chiefs did not get very good reports at all. The only thing they got a good report on was Andy Reid, their head coach. That was it. Wow. Yeah, the Bucks. Here's one on the Bucks too. The locker room is quote smelly. 
The sauna is broken down and the showers constantly have bugs. Teams game day daycare charges $90 per child for the for the Buccaneers. <laughs> the Bengals have no game day daycare or family room. The closed uh, cafeteria on players day off and many of the toilets and showers don't work for the Bengals. I've been in I've been to that stadium and that's it's, not surprising at all. Yeah, it's it's a dump. It is a you dump. Could, you could park that thing inside of of like half the Big 12 stadiums and still have room to seat fans. So I think the other thing on top of this report for the Chiefs today was that uh their owner was basically saying we need 800 million more dollars to make Arrowhead a level of quality in the NFL for us to be able to continue to compete. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's he said, "No, don't worry. I'm going to I'm going to pony up 300 300 million of my own money, but Kansas City, I'm going to need you to pick up the other 500 million on this to go ahead and enhance Arrowhead." Didn't they just get through a renovation like what, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? I feel like they did. Yeah, the uh, that's wild. The NFLPA survey was interesting today. I saw. Speaking of the Chiefs, someone saying that the Chiefs should just sell their draft to, to acquire Justin Jefferson, like trade all their picks, or trade <laughs> a combination of their early picks this year and next year. And I'm like, why on earth would you do that? Yeah, no, that's going to be a no for me. <laughs> they just won the Super Bowl. I know. With the worst receiver room in the league. Yeah. Why would they give up an entire draft to add a guy that's going to now like cripple your payroll? Mm-hmm. Like I, that's not a thing on Justin Jefferson. That just makes zero sense. Like, why? Why would you do that? It's going to be fun watching them if they take the same approach with the receiver bunch with what they're doing now defensively with like basically telling Snead like, okay, you can try to seek a trade now or we're not quite sure on the on the tag with what we're going to do here, especially with the cap as big as it is. But, man, goes to show you no matter how well you play, and Snead was awesome, right? We can all agree on that. That dude was a badass. But four years in, when he was drafted in 2024 – the NFL does not care. The life cycle with some of these guys and the way that some teams approach them, like, yeah, you were great, but we're going to go ahead and find something cheaper, <laughs> better. But good luck to you, sir, and we appreciate you for your contributions. Were they considering giving him the tag or no? Uh, there was talk yesterday, and then from what I read today, is that it? they said they would not um, – they might even – sign off on a, a sign and trade. Okay. But they've basically kind of given his agent wow, that's wild. like the ability to be like, all right, let's see what you can work out. And uh, evidently that a bunch of e Eagles players have been reaching out to him, trying to court him. Of course they have. <laughs> I, I know you really wanted to hear that today. Good luck with that. Uh huh. Dress your quarterback first. Um, 
I saw a mock draft today where they took Troy Franklin from Oregon uh-huh. in the first round. Yep. And if that happens... Yeah, shut it down. He will be on every fantasy team that I own. Of course. And he should. It should be a knockdown, dragout fight for every fantasy owner to try to include him in what they're doing. Yeah. I've like, seen that There are that guys that I think too. are better, but he f- his style and the way that he plays fits their offense so well. Oh, that would be... Yeah. You want to talk about just born to be a chief is what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. He might... Yeah, I, I don't think he would have to be eased in nearly the same way maybe that Rushy Rice was this year, if that were to happen. But I did see where... Uh, it's draft Ty- season. NFL Combine, by the way. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I saw where Tyler Guyton is kind of in that range for the Cowboys, too, potentially around 24. Yeah, yeah, he's anywhere from, I think, about the middle of the first round to, like, mid to late 20s on, on about every mock draft, so... Uh, I think the consensus is he will go day one. It's just a matter of how high. And there's, I think, a there's a lot of expectation that within the top 15 picks, like 90% of that could be offense. So if you're not one of those guys that is immediately taken, taken in the top 15, like, you know, you might just have such quality defensive players available to some of those teams in the back half of the first round that maybe like Tyler Guyton, who you think might go 15 might drop further toward the end of the first, but yeah, I think the expectation is it's going to be very heavy offense. Yeah. I was looking very heavy offense. I, I, I know with all the linemen, uh, I was looking at where my team was with 31. I've seen, um, a couple of people project the Darius Robinson kid out of Missouri or Missouri yeah. if you're my grandfather. Um, <laughs> I don't, sure could use some interior line help on the offensive line. Just saying. <laughs> Might not be bad. One of those, you know how you're a fan sometimes and you never really like openly root, especially if you're in the 20s for them to take like a lineman, you're like, all right, get hyped up for the draft, and they take a lineman. You know, it's just not sexy. It's not a sexy pick for a fan base. That's, that's usually when I root for a lineman. Actually, I know. And this time, like, 20s, I'm rooting yeah. for it this time. I'm like, that's what they need. Yeah. That's what they need. Go go, get me Graham yeah. Barton. Give me the Duke interior lineman. Like, let's go. Give me the right. Right. Give me the Jordan Morgan kid from, from Arizona. Like, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, it's just one of those positions that isn't valued that highly. So, I mean, your 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 grade for a guard to go in the first round just got to be an off the charts grade, right? Mm-hmm. To make up for the positional value, if you will. Yes. Unfortunately, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I've I've uh, I've thought about that with my Cowboys many many times. Uh, all right, we need to get to a timeout. We have the snack coming up on the other side of the break. We have Dusty Dvorak joining us in the 5 o'clock hour, plus this week's edition of the Jalen Hurts Flush It Poll. That is all still coming up on this Wednesday edition of the show. 
You're listening to the Blitz 1170, and we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.